Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard for Spike. Brett Kavanaugh's latest accuser, Cohen. I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. Hey, everybody. I'm back. We're, I, we're, I, I'm back. We're both back. We are both back. But we I'm both. I'm back home. You, you, well, weren't you back home last week? Hey, everybody. I'm back on the show, home. Right. <laughs> I've been home for 10 days. You have been home for 10 days. Oi. Uh, first and foremost, allow me to thank my dear friend Justin for the kava I am drinking on today's episode. And allow me to thank Angela and Tripp for letting me stay in their farmhouse in Jasper, Georgia for the better part of a week. And also to Kroger for this delicious purified spring drinking. It's not from a spring. This water. Bulavanaka. Bulavanaka. I was talking to, I was uh, watching, uh, I was talking to somebody today and he was asking about the podcast. So I put part of it on and uh, just uh, from an episode a couple of weeks ago. And it was right at the beginning part where um, we were doing that bit where I thank somebody for the kava and then you thank Kroger for the water. And he goes, oh, I get it. You're the muddy part because you drink the mud water and he's the water because he drinks the water. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a hundred percent why we do that. That is correct, Matt's friend. We totally meant that. Yeah, I was like, man, that that kind of actually works out really, really well. We literally meant that. A hundred percent. I think totally. It just, uh, I in think no way is that the first time I've ever heard that. Yep, Definitely ISIS, ISIS is trying to befriend me on Facebook. Maybe the NSA, not 100% sure. I have one mutual friend. There's one so should, photo. Who your mutual? Who's your mutual? Is your mutual friend someone you would trust to be friends with a blonde that only has one mutual friend? Uh, oh, she's got more than one photo. But uh, yeah, I'm still going. I'm still going uh, ISIS. I let them. I let them follow me. I don't accept it, but I let them follow me. Because I mean, honestly, can... like the government is already watching me. Right. Like. Or they should the NSA be. or ISIS or somebody just tried to befriend me. Like literally, if 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 either if neither the Russian nor American governments have tabs on me, then they're failing their mission right. in a major way. So it, it's, just, it's really just bad news either way. I just way. tell everybody that uh, if if you're on the phone with me, you're probably being listened to. More than likely, yeah, yeah. Already, if you watch this show, that's got you on a blacklist straight up. I, there's no way that it doesn't. You're at least on a Facebook blacklist. You're on some kind of 
they're going to give you a heart. You're going to get extra junk touching at the TSA. Some, some, something, something's going to happen. So be sure to continue watching. Um, so we were gone last week. We were not having a show. Right. And uh, a lot of really interesting things happened. And the most obviously, I'm, I mean, let's just lead with the most important thing that has happened. Obviously. Obviously. Ever. Which is that black swimming pools around the world are safe because of the heroic efforts of one Joseph Biden. Um, I, do we just play the video? Like, I mean, is there any, I mean, so just, just so everybody knows this, this is not something he said this week. Yeah. This This is a couple years ago. Uh, this is from 2017. Uh, somebody found this video and released it and just God bless them. God bless them for doing that. Yeah, just um, this is everything. If you were going to imagine in your head Joe Biden talking about a black swimming pool in the 1960s, sure, this would be that conversation. So, without further ado, here is Joe Biden saving all of us. I learned a lot, and I learned that uh, it makes a difference. This was the diving board area, and I was one of the guards. And there were not, it was a three meter board. And you fell off sideways, you landed on the damn, uh, the darn cement over there. <laughs> and Corn Pop was a bad dude. Corn Pop. And he ran a bunch of bad boys. Bad and I did. Yeah, he, and back in those days, to show how things have changed, one of the things you had to use, if you used pomade in your hair, you had to wear a bathing cap. And so he was up on the board, wouldn't listen to me. I said, hey, Esther, you. Off the board, or I'll come up and drag you off. Well, he came off, and he said, I'll meet you outside. My car, this was mostly, these were all public housing behind it. My car, there was a gate out here. I parked my car outside the gate. And I, he said, I'll be waiting for you. He was waiting for three guys in straight razors. These kids are Not a joke. There was a guy named Bill Wright, Mouse, the only white guy, and he did all the pools. He was the mechanic. And I said, what am I going to do? He said, come down here in the basement where mechanics, where, where, where all the pool f- f- filter is. You know, the chain, there used to be a chain that went across the deep end. And he cut off a six-foot length of chain. He folded up. He said, you walk out with that chain. And you walk to the car and say, you may cut me, man, but I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. <laughs> I said, you kidding me? He said, no, if you don't, don't come back. And he was right. So I walked out with the chain. And I walked up to my car, and they had stepped. Those days, you used to remember the straight race. You'd bang them on the curb, get them rusty, put them in a rain barrel, get them rusty. You all remember that, right? And I looked at them, but I was smart <laughs> then. I said, first of all, I said, when I tell you to get off the board, you get off the board, and I'll kick you out again. But I shouldn't have called you, Esther Williams. I apologize for that. I apologize, but I didn't know that apology was going to work. He said, you apologize to me? I said, I apologize for that, not for throwing you out, but I apologize for what I said. He said, okay, close the straight razor, and my heart began to beat again. So, for anybody who doesn't know, Esther Williams is a famous uh, swimmer and actress. From Yeah, I didn't know. I thought that was the um, Florida Evans from Good Times. Um, (laughs) And I was like, that's an odd reference to make. 
There's someone that's out of she had a I don't recall her being on a pool. <laughs> she usually was up in the house. I, I was I, I didn't get that. So thank you for that because I had no idea who Esther yeah, was. No, she was a she was a swimmer and actress. Uh apparently she was pretty good, but uh <laughs> Well to get a to get a shout out like that. Um right. so I mean guys, who hasn't? Who among us has not been at the the black swimming pool when the thugs show up to play some Marco Polo and and you know they don't follow the now he didn't he kind of had a weird aside there about pomade and a, a swim cap was Corn Pop n- not wearing the, that's what I'm that's what I'm guessing is that Corn Pop had pomade in and he didn't have a swim cap or a bathing cap on and he was like no Esther you can't get out of my pool like the way that i envision how all of that actually happened was very west side story with a lot of snapping and when you're a corn pop you pop all the way (laughs) i i (laughs) i i i mean this sounds like if you had to ask a rural iowa white child right now what it would be like to be at a black pool this is the story. And you have gave him like 40 seconds. Right. This is the story. But apparently this is in his bio from 2007, the Corn Pop story. So he's sticking with, this has been a long running story about Corn Pop. Interesting. I, like my favorite part of that story is he goes, remember when you would get the straight razors and you'd mark them up on the sidewalk and drop them in the rain barrel to rust them up? Yeah. You guys. You black people, you know what that's like, right? <laughs> Getting your straight razor ready for the pool. I, I, I and then and then the only other <laughs> white guy said, "Take this chain that I just cut off the pool equipment for you, and threatened to put them in a noose with it. <laughs> That'll diffuse the tension. That'll really cut back on the levels of tension happening in, here in civil rights era Delaware. This will fix yeah. it. Tell them well, you're gonna yeah. hang them." And all you had to do was apologize for misgendering him. (laughs) Who knew? Who knew that deep down, Corn Pop just wanted to be respected for his agency as a person? (laughs) It's a a heartwarming story, guys. Sadly, more than likely, if you follow the timeline, Corn Pop's probably dead. (laughs) So I'm going to pour a little out for Corn Pop in my mouth. We're going to do a quick <laughs> shout Bula, out to Bula Corn Bula Pop. R.I.P. R.I.P. to the big homie Corn Pop. P.O.P. holding it down. Um, corn Pop. Corn You're Pop. There was only one. There could only be one Corn Pop. <laughs> there can only be one. One love to Corn Pop. So speaking of things that aren't real and made up, and by God, we're going to be told about it a lot, Saudi Arabia. Oh, man, there were so many things you could have gone with there. Pretty much the entire rest of the show. Yeah, that's true. This was the next thing in the notes. So Saudi Arabia had their oil fields attacked by, was it a drone or what? I mean, I don't even. It was a drone attack. Okay. But, well, they say it was a drone attack. Right. Um, But um, Trump, Trump came out and said you know saudi arabia oil oh. supply was attacked and... oh yeah no he he so trump tweeted uh iran by the way uh says that they didn't do it go ahead right sorry uh yeah trump came out and he's like saudi arabia's saudi arabia oil supply was attacked 
There is reason to believe we know the culprit are locked and loaded, depending on verification. We are waiting to hear from the kingdom as to who they believe was the cause of the attack and under what terms we should proceed. Now, he was. It's been, it's been a while since um, I've checked into certain things like how our government works. I didn't think it changed, but I don't believe we're supposed to be looking to the kingdom. The kingdom. <laughs> For orders on uh, who uh, on on who we should be attacking. Yeah, and so we we got some uh, some hot takes from uh, well, first from uh, uh, Justin Amash, uh, the former uh, uh, representative and uh, possible libertarian loser. Uh, Justin Amash says, uh, under our constitution, the power to commence war lies with Congress, not the president, and certainly not Saudi Arabia. We don't take orders from foreign powers which he apparently has not watched the last several years where or generations really since world war ii where uh the congress just sends a writes off an authorization of force and the president does what he wants tulsi took it up tulsi gabbard uh who is definitely not going to get the democratic nomination unfortunately uh she also had a, a hot take she said uh uh, Trump awaits instructions from his Saudi masters. Uh, having our country act as Saudi Arabia's bitch is not America first. And then she later wrote, uh, Donald Trump, despicable, offering to place our military assets under a, the command of a foreign country, Saudi Arabia, is a disgrace and betrayal of my patriotic brothers and sisters in uniform and to our constitution. We are not your prostitutes. You are not our pimp. Bitch. Bitch. That's I picture her saying because she already said. I mean, she said bitch. bitch. Once. You just keep yeah. saying it. She um, both Justin Mash and Tulsi Gabbard are actually right, and uh, I mean, kind of she's a little wrong on the pimp and prostitutes thing. Because when the commander in chief says go, you have to go. You kind of signed a contract saying that. Yeah, I mean, they kind of, they kind of are. Yeah, you know, it's either that or they go to jail. <laughs> it's kind of worse than being a, a, a prostitute because if you don't do what the pimp says, he might right. beat you. He he can't really put you in jail though. Right. So, little bit off there, but but yeah, but but she was right that it's not putting America first to be a bitch. Um, I just love that she said that, and um. I, uh, I, I'm very, I'm very happy about that. Uh, now Iran has said that they, uh, had nothing to do with this. Uh, but then, uh, there was someone, Matt, tell us about, (laughs) tell us about, uh, what Iran said. Um, so the commander of the Iranian revolutionary guards, aerospace force, Brigadier General Amir Ali Ajizadeh. That's nice. Thank you. Said we have been constantly preparing ourselves for a full fledged war assumably meaning against the United States. Right. And um, I think a lot of the rest of the world is kind of uh, prepping for that as well. Uh, It seems like every week that we have been doing this recently, uh, there's been another Brinksmanship level uh, action. 
between Iran and the U.S. Just know, about, a drone yeah. flew too close. Uh, Iran took over the uh, oil tanker ship, uh, the British oil tanker ship. Um, this, uh, the, the Saudi Arabia oil supply was attacked, not by Iran, maybe by Iran, by Iran, not by Iran, I don't know. Uh, and it just seems as though all of the world is sort of waiting with bated breath on whether or not this war will or will not commence. Yeah. And John Bolton is off in his retiree land. You know, it, it, it sucks because, you know, the big news was going to be that Trump fired Bolton, who is, for those who don't know, basically the, the war hawk or was the war hawk in chief of the White House, really the world. I don't think there's anyone who wants to kill more people than John Bolton at any given moment. I mean, he's ready to nuke China if if it felt like that was necessary. Like he's he's he goes beyond being a chicken hawk. He is the ultimate if once you've defeated all the other chicken hawks, you must defeat John Bolton, who actually just runs away cuz there's no one to fight for him. Um right. but uh so when we heard he was gone, we thought, "Oh, well maybe Maybe we're going to not have that kind of posturing, even though Donald Trump said, I was even more hawkish than than, than Bolton was, because what else was he going to say? Um, Is that your Trump? Yeah, that's my Trump. Oh. I'm Donald Trump. It's, it's a, it's, I've spent years, even before he ran for president, uh, perfecting it. Uh, <laughs> but so we were kind of hopeful. Thank you. But we were kind of hopeful that, uh, you know, we'd have maybe a little bit less of that. And then this happens. So... Buckle up, I guess. Yeah, it's it's anyone's guess on whether or not we actually go to war at this point. All oh, signs yeah. seem to be pointing towards it. However, I will I credit where credit's due. Trump has not gotten us into a new one. He hasn't, and he seems averse to doing it. He talks right. tough, but he seems he's like the you know uh, 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 Teddy Roosevelt said, "Speak softly and carry a big stick." Donald Trump is the exact opposite of that. He speaks right. very very loudly. And then he's like, I don't really, really want to go to war. And I'm fine with that. Now, someone else who is incredibly uh, uh, critical of Donald Trump's foreign policy is Donald Trump. Uh, he wrote uh, back in 2014 uh, when someone else happened to be president. He said, Saudi Arabia should fight their own wars, which they won't, or pay us an absolute fortune to protect them and their great wealth, dollar trillion. Which is different from saying we're awaiting from the kingdom unless he's already got a backdoor deal planned to get dollar trillion from saudi arabia yeah to get dollar trillion but that'd be nice i i feel as though i feel as though it's got to be somewhat like unconstitutional to hire out our military i I, I don't know i honestly don't don't know know, i don't know i don't know the answer but i feel as though there's got to be some sort of rule in there saying that you can't just pimp out our military i would think but who knows i mean if they if that is a rule it hasn't been applied very well except we don't know that we ever got money for it though oh actual like a straight up and you we give you money for that oh no that hasn't been done but well that we know of that we know of um yeah i don't know i 
this is when I wish I could ask Jason. By the way, guys, uh, if if you uh, if you could if you could keep uh, Mr. America, the Bearded Truth, uh, Mr. Jason Lyon, uh, and his family in your in your thoughts and prayers, uh, we'd all appreciate it. Uh, he's going through some some uh, difficult stuff right now. Should be back in the next uh, in the next few weeks. Uh, but in the meantime, we're thinking about you and missing you, especially in a moment like this, where he'd probably be able to answer that if right. if, if that actually has happened. So we'll we'll find that out later and get back to you. But I I don't believe anyone's just ever straight up written a check to the U.S. government. And if that and if we could, if that could be done, would that be constitutional? I have no idea. I. I... I can't imagine it would be constitutional if it has ever happened. Right. Uh, but I, not that anybody recently has cared about the Constitution anyway. That, that, so. Yeah, that's – the other thing is uh, would it stop anyone? And that I pretty well can tell you it would literally not stop anyone. Right. Because nothing else that's being – that's unconstitutional uh, has stopped anyone. So uh, speaking of uh, attacks that uh, didn't – happen or may have happened um all these segues are going to be the same because they're all lies um <laughs> uh a, a new york time piece came out uh with a new uh allegation of uh supreme court justice brett kavanaugh has been accused of sexually assaulting who cares i listen i i i don't really want to talk about this stuff anymore until someone provides some actual proof we keep getting told this stuff it hap- these things happen. If they happen, they could have happened. They happened so long ago that it's truly a he said, she said. He's already been confirmed. If the last three allegations weren't enough, then this one's not going to be. He's already confirmed. Right. And I read a little bit about this uh, when looking at the notes today, and I kind of had the same the same. Uh, thought that you had on this um but i guess it it's part of a book right. and it was included in the book and when people read it they're like oh this is a new allegation maybe we can get whatever maybe you know we can get something to stick with this but why didn't it come out during the extensive extensive like, background like- check that they gave on him during or during the what three month long confirmation process where they were you know bringing in witness like I mean again I'm not saying this didn't happen because it could have happened I'm saying that it's not going to change anything unless there's any actual evidence that he did anything which according to the report there is not what is in that report is the fact that the last big accuser Christine Blasey Ford her main witness who probably would have been good for me to put her name in the notes, but she basically said she was the one that Blasey Ford said was like her main witness, you know, her character witness and event witness that this happened to her. And at the time she just kind of said, Oh, I don't really recall. Now she's saying she thinks the story was made up that the allegation against Kavanaugh by Blasey Ford was made up that she doesn't trust Blasey Ford, uh, that she was pressured at the time not to say that she thought it was made up and that she didn't trust her. Um, and that she, uh, you know, when she was presented as the main witness and basically she wants nothing to do with any of this, she thinks it's all BS. So, Andy's already a justice. 
Yeah, a lot of the Democratic candidates who we are about to talk about have been uh, calling for his impeachment uh, because of this new allegation. And right, uh, our, our good friend Kiss My Bass on YouTube is saying this is coming out because someone wants to sell a book. Yes, 100% accurate. Yes. Yeah, no, this is a That's book. This this is. A book. That is all this is, is somebody trying to sell a book, so they threw it in there, and they probably don't have any real factual evidence. It's just a story that somebody said. I, the story is about him being drunk at a frat party and him pulling his dick out and people pushing him toward a girl. I, th- I think that's what the story is. Um, I gave it about as much credence as I gave the five or whatever it was after the Christine Blasey Ford when you just knew that none of them were real about him being the leader of a gang rape party. And Corn Pop. That, it, what's that? Corn Pop knew. Corn Pop definitely knew. Corn, Corn Pop's Pop the knew. only one that knows if any of this is true. And we'll never know because Corn Pop's gone. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Corn Pop. P.O.P. holding it down. Um, so... I, I I got he's he's going to be a justice next year because th- this is all and someone's going to sell right. a book. Speaking of those Democrats, those those darn those darn those Democrats, darn, okay. that darn allow, Democrat. Allow us to be the first to apologize to all of our viewers out there who have enjoyed every Demageddon that we oh, put on yeah. this year. God, we we wish we could have done Demageddon three. It would have been a nice trilogy. Could have rounded it out nicely. But unfortunately, social media did not want us to do Demageddon 3. Social media really, really... They, you know, they were they okay did. with Demageddon 1. Demageddon 1 they let us do for some reason. Facebook didn't. No, the no the first one they allowed it. The second one had two nights, and on night one, Facebook bitched out on us and then yeah, the second one youtube bitched out on us and and threatened to block our ability to we'd still not be able to go live on on youtube um and then that magically came back but we learned a lesson there just don't live stream debates <laughs> and so right. we didn't so Whatever you all missed you out do not live summer. stream the debate just don't uh, so you don't lose your youtube channel for 90 days so we learned a powerful lesson. Speaking of, it, speaking it of was. terrible, terrible decisions. I watched the debate without. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the debate uh, without the joy of doing it live and making fun of it. I watched it and tried to find decent content to talk about after the debate. So what? What was your takeaway from the debate? First of all, uh, big shout out. Big shout out goes to ABC's Lindsay Davis, who had the best quote of the entire night when talking to Kamala Harris. She said, you used to oppose the legalization of marijuana. Now you don't. You used to oppose outside investigations of police shootings. Now you don't. You've said that you changed on these and other things because you were swimming against the current and thankfully the currents have changed. But when you had the power, why didn't you try to affect change then? And Kamala Harris, her face looked like somebody hit her with a fish. 
Because she wasn't expecting that. No, she was not expecting that whatsoever. It was just like, a, uh, and she came back with a, well, a lot of my records been, you know, kind of yeah. mishandled. And no, it wasn't mishandled. You mishandled it. You mishandled evidence. You held stuff back. You screwed yourself in this situation. And it took a lifetime of you screwing your way to the top to finally figure out that everything you did was wrong. Right. And this is, so this was like when Tulsi just took her apart and talked about the time that she was prosecuting a death penalty case and refused to release evidence that would exonerate him, the, the, the defendant, even after the court ordered her to release it, she still fought releasing it. Now, if you're a prosecutor, your job is to prosecute and, and bring about convictions. But ultimately, if the person's not guilty, your job is not to prosecute them. If you find evidence that this person didn't do it, not only would you hand that off to the defendant, but you would be saying you would be coming forward and saying, Your Honor, we clearly messed up. We found some evidence that this person probably didn't do it. And so we're going to, you know, uh, we're going to decline our, our, whatever it's called. We're going to end our prosecution. We're not going to prosecute anymore. This person is, you know, is, 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 we believe they're either not guilty or we don't have sufficient evidence to prove that they're guilty. What she did was she didn't only not do that. She wouldn't even release it to the, the defense. Um, so, I mean, Kamala Harris is a cop. Like she's straight up, like she's a, a vindictive She's she's one of the, she's the cop that sleeps her way through the force. She's like the worst potential type of cop. In, um, in the military, they would have referred to her as a field mattress. Okay, and and probably probably similar thing for cops. Right. She was a cop dot, and cop, cop dot hashtag cop dot and uh, and uh, and now she wants to be president, president cop dot, and uh, American people don't want it. Which is why uh, now it's almost a dead heat between Elizabeth Warren and uh, Joe Biden in some uh, in some uh, some polls. Right. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how that uh, how that plays out. Speaking of other Black Democrat candidates who s- literally suck. <laughs> so uh, while I was watching, I was going through and I was trying to find. Uh, I was trying to find uh, fun things to talk about that each candidate said, and some of them made it very difficult. Right. I, and I'm going to, you know, big shout out to uh, Pete Buttigieg, who, even though nothing he said was intelligent, nothing he said was so dumb that I thought I should write this down. Good job, Pete. Good job, Pete. Mayor Pete. <laughs> Mayor Pete. Uh, but Cory Booker. He came out the gate swinging and he said, the number one reason government is formed is to protect citizenry. The number one reason government is formed is to protect citizenry. Bang up job. They've done of that, by the way. Right. Just fantastic job. Just ask uh, Kamala Harris how well they did protecting the citizenry under her watch. Um, (laughs) That's not why government is formed. No, the reason the, the the Constitution was meant to protect the people from government, not the government's job to protect the people. I understand that this seems like one of those weird loops that just kind of goes back and forth into the same. What's that thing called? I can't think of the word of that. 
infinity symbol? No, not that, but yes. That's the, what I call the, I know there's a term for it, but I call it the infinity symbol. Right. We'll go with that. It's the infinity symbol the of infinity just symbol. constant thought of just going back and forth. The government wasn't put in place to protect citizenry. That is not what the government has been for. That is what the government has tried to turn themselves into, but they do a just a fucking really bang up job. Uh, they do a bang up job because they put people in jail for uh, nonviolent crimes. They put people in jail for truancy. They put people in jail. They just put people in jail. They're just protecting people from nothing when they just need to, when they just need to uh, protect them from the government. Yeah. Uh, so Sarah Branion, Hey Sarah. Uh, says, uh, my how they forgave Warren for the native thing. It's okay for her to lie about being a minority. I can't believe that is being let slide. Not only did she lie about being a minority, she lied multiple times in order to get jobs and favors. Like, it was bad enough when um, Rachel Dolezal pretended to be black, which in some cases actually, like when she applied for her job as a professor at an HBCU, it actually hurt her chances of it. Uh, and, and becoming the, the head of her local NAACP. There are a lot of white people that are heads of local NAACPs. That, so it never really, I mean, you could argue that it advanced her position, but she never just straight up said, hire me because I'm black. Liz Warren used it a lot. Like a lot of times saying, hire me because I'm native. I want this thing because I'm native. She even put it in her bar application that she was native. Like she tried to milk it for everything that she was worth, knowing that she was one one thousand and twenty fourth uh native maybe um and so sarah is in the er oh shout gosh. out sarah hope everything's okay yeah we hope you're okay i can't we'll promise to keep it pc we will keep it not x can we say thought cop thought cop thought um i you can just Man, tell that's me a good mean, thing like, we didn't do the intro that I suggested we do if she wanted us to keep it PC. Yeah. The aristocrats intro? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, we'll do that next one. Right. We'll do that in the next one. Uh, so, yeah, no, we'll keep it. We'll probably just stop saying thought. Thought? There's nothing wrong with well, I mean, with, if you're a cop, you does that mean you're a thought police? <laughs> well, like uh, like Bath says, if if she breathes, she a thought, which is true. right. Um, but um, I like that thought, please. Um, so speaking of the thought, please. Um, I bet she, maybe she was a thought in her day. I, we were supposed to stop saying this. Uh, Liz Warren <laughs> uh, said, "I've never met anyone out in the reservation." Uh, <laughs> I added that. Uh, who likes their insurance company. Uh, because, of course, that's definitely a reason to make the government, who has like a 17% approval rating, put them in charge of insurance. Since everybody on the uh, Democratic debate field uh, is, with the exception of Joe Biden, Biden and uh, Klobuchar, every single one of them is fighting for Medicare for all. Right. And they're saying that we need Medicare for all. Bernie waving his magic finger. $30 trillion um, talking about Medicare for all and how we need to do it. Uh, and 
Elizabeth Warren, when talking about why people shouldn't have the choice between keeping their private insurance or everybody switching to Medicare for all, she said, I've never met anyone who likes their insurance company. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know the 17% of people who approve of Congress, but apparently there is 17% of people who do approve of how Congress is acting. I have never met anybody who approves of them. I've never, in any Congress... Ever. 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 I believe they I have heard of people who have said, I'm really glad that my insurance company helped me out with this or that I had insurance when this happened. Right. I have never once heard somebody say, man, I'm really glad Congress did this. (laughs) Or that they exist. Yeah. You're you're saying nobody likes their insurance company, and then you're putting that into something that has less approval rating than Nickelback. STDs have a higher approval rating than Congress. Well, they're now using HIV to cure sickle cell. So just to be fair, I don't know how that really works, but I saw HIV and sickle cell together. It's an odd pairing. It is. Apparently, they're the opposites of each other. Right. They're the Joe Biden and corn pop of diseases, if you will. And when you put the HIV in, he goes, it goes over to the sickle cell and says, hey, Esther Williams, get out of that artery. Right. And then, and then, and then it says, oh, I'm sorry I called you Esther Williams. And then, and, the and, then, you don't have, over. and then you don't have sickle cell anymore. Uh, speaking of which julian julian castro has a similar story has a very similar story in his (laughs) in his defense of medicare for all Mm. his example was my grandmother or as he would probably say normally abuela my abuela had type 2 diabetes and it kept getting worse and worse and then in his defense of medicare for all he goes she was on medicare So wait a minute, you watched her type 2 diabetes get worse and worse while she was on Medicare, and you're thinking, wait a minute, this is what's best for everybody. You know who needs this? Everybody. Everyone. Every single person out there needs this, because they could not help my grandmother, my, my poor abuela. Mi abuela. Mi abuela with her type 2 diabetes or type dose diabetes. But they're going to be able to help everybody else. Medicare por todos y diabetes. Max, author Max Meek says they all get worse in the system. That is 100% accurate. Um, yep. Yeah, the that one I really like because while in his defense of Medicare for All, he told a story about how while his grandmother was on Medicare, she couldn't get better. That makes sense. It does. Poor, poor me, abuelita. That's right. Uh, Chris Reynolds says conservatives like evangelicals who hate Trump. There, there, of which there are are not many, Chris. But you would think there would be more. But anyway, uh, but won't vote for a perceived socialist. Will vote for a more centrist candidate like Biden, especially older voters. And a Harris uh, running mate works well. Um, yeah, I mean, sure. I, I, of, I, I'd still say Biden probably does the I don't I don't even know. I don't see any of them beating Trump. I see the economy beating Trump. I I 
I, I think, see the I see the economy, or if he goes to war with Iran. If he goes to a war with Iran, as you've brought up in the past, that actually makes him more likely to win, because it, like we've never, we've in it, no one who's been in an active new war has has not been reelected. That's true. So there's I mean, your nightmare true. scenario. We're in we're in a recession, and so Trump's you know gets it in his ear that that'll help him get reelected, and now we're at war. And poor Julian Castro's abuelita. Poor. Um, abuela. 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 Para diabetes. Diabetes. Mi abuela y ella tipo dos diabetes. <laughs> tipo dos. Diabetes dos. Tipo dos. Tipo dos. Uh, Para but yeah, most everybody, like Bernie Sanders, I couldn't find one dumb thing that he said. Everything he said was dumb. The yeah, only thing about I, him is he didn't have his voice, so his voice was even more raspy, which I found hilarious. Oh, we're going to do it. That's not acceptable. $30 trillion. It's going to cost $30 trillion. One percent, guys. One percent. Fifty percent of the one percent. That's not acceptable. But it's still going to cost less than the $50 trillion that it's already going to cost. You know what the travesty is that the people don't got the things at the bottom 50% that the people at the top of the 50% got the things. So uh, I actually don't have one one quote from Bernie from that you entire thing. To, except for, I wrote the, the damn bill. I wrote the damn bill, which Klobuchar had a great response to of, you may have wrote the damn bill, but I read the damn bill. Oh. And I was like, hey, nice job, Amy. Now eat um, this Now eat this uh, salad, salad with this Here, here's my, my comb. hairbrush. <laughs> eat this comb salad. Eat, um, here's, and after you eat the salad, comb your hair, Bernie. Um, <laughs> I comb my damn hair. Um. So speaking of a just a bitch, just a total bitch-made loser schmuck, Robert O'Rourke, who some refer to Oh, you as mean Francis? Francis Robert, the Robert, burglar, DUI. The, the alcoholic burglar? Oh, no. Alcoholic burglar, sucky punk, alternative wannabe loser schmuck douchebag basic white dad um beto o'rourke robert francis whatever the hell his name is uh gave his famous quote we said hell yeah we're gonna take your ar-15s and your your ak-47s and you're gonna have to they're weapons of war so you're gonna have to sell it to the government and the problem is beto I don't think I can sell it to you. I did a, a bit of a background check on the government and you guys have killed lots and lots of people and have kidnapped a bunch of people and robbed a bunch of people. I don't think, I don't think my AR 15s, which I don't have cause I lost them in a tragic thing that happened. I don't think my guns are safe. If I had them are safe I, in your hands. All of my guns I lost uh, during a hurricane recently. Yeah. Dorian, Truthy. Dorian, I actually lost him way before that. Yeah, I mean, I lost him like Irma days. I lost him in Hugo. It was 88. It was a rough year for me. I was six years old, lost all my guns. Sad. But if I did have them, in fact, I'm glad, Beto, that human took, uh, Hugo took them because I now don't have to face 
giving them to the likes of of you you know and beto who is going for uh the record amount of times where he says things that obviously never happened said that he went to a gun show (laughs) He went to a gun show and he was talking to people at this gun show, people who were selling AR-15s, people who were buying AR-15s. And he said, these are people who really, I wish I had a good Beto. I really wish I did. But he, these are people who, these are people who, you know, obviously we're not going to see eye to eye, but we did find some common ground. And some of them, some of them said that they would, be happy to sell their guns back to the government at a gun show at a gun show, which you can't do because the government never owned it. You can't sell something back to somebody which from whence it did not come from whence from whence it did not come. And he said that they would be happy to destroy them, cut them in half or sell them back. uh, If that was the law. And I said, no, no, that didn't happen. That's much like the, crap story you said about the Republican guy at uh, the restaurant who was talking to you at the urinal. In the who urinal. Said he, at the urinal. Which, shout out to uh, whichever fan or follower or whatever person who was lucky enough to like our page um, before. <laughs> back when that was allowed. Back when that was allowed. <laughs> um, who commented and said uh, who commented and said I've been in that restaurant. I've been in that restroom. There is no way somebody was talking to you at that urinal because they have huge walls in between them. That's funny. Who talks? Oh, are you Beto? Hey, man. Great job on the guns. You said it was a guy. It was a Republican in Congress that was saying, he's like, hey, can't say. I know this is weird. I'm talking to you at a urinal, but. Uh, I agree with you completely on guns. What a like, loser. That conversation did not happen at a <laughs> urinal, whether or not you could have it at that urinal or not. You have Republicans publicly saying they support this. You don't have to pretend this happened at a urinal. Any- what a joke. Right. What it a joke. And then at no a gun sense. show, at a gun show where you're looking at these guns and going, man, I can't wait to buy these and freaking have the government take them from me for way less than I paid for it and destroy them. Like, I just, Chris Reynolds said, how does it take your guns as such a loser political strategy? How does he not know that? He just got too much money early, and so he can't drop out even though he has no chance. Exactly. Yes. That is exactly what it is. He's totally destroying, and uh, Chris Coons, uh, uh, Mayor Pete, uh, and someone else that I'm forgetting right now have come flat out and said, this is going to haunt us for many election cycles. This is the new, you didn't build that, or the new... Uh, 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 I was for it before I was against it from John Kerry. Like this is the new or read my lips. No new taxes from George Bush. This is the new thing that's going to like screw us up for, for at least a couple of election cycles, including this upcoming one where people are going to be like, Oh, I thought you weren't coming to take our guns. Oh, you are because oh, yeah, now you're saying you are now you're, you're saying you are yeah. like, there's, there's more support for things like background other, another terrible idea, but there's more support for that. There is next to no support outside of Democrat primary voters to have the government make everyone sell their guns back to them. There's no support for that. Um, Especially not in the very states that they need. Um, Like, you know, in, 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 
like literally all of the battleground states are going to be places full of people going, no, no, the hell you are. You're not taking my gun. Um, right. So that's, he succeeded. Literally what, Go ahead. what Beto is doing, what Beto is doing, he's saying that, yes, we're going to be taking your guns. We are taking your AR-15s. We are taking your AK-47s. Is he is sending people into war. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He is sending the police to commit an act of violence against people. And the only way for them to protect themselves is with the thing that they are trying to take from them. Right. Like he is literally, if he were, if he were elected, which he won't be, but if he were elected, he would be starting a war on gun owners and the gun owners would fight back. Yeah. It, any major act of gun control is going to cause more violence directly from you know fights between police and and between the state and and between the police and between gun owners then they're saying that they want to stop um we haven't had the last time we had a major what i would consider a major firearms act was the national firearms act and it resulted in a lot of gangland violence that we don't know what murder rates are like compared to what was going on back then um, we have no concept of the kind of of the kind of constant wholesale murders across the country that were happening because the police were in these rolling automatic weapon fights with uh, gangs who had become rich on the ban on alcohol. Uh, interestingly enough, so I mean, it, it's it's a ter- obviously a terrible idea. Uh, speaking, of, and I'm going to let you talk about this one because I have no idea what this is. Speaking of uh, uh, basic white guys with teeth issues. Uh, tell, tell us about, uh, Joe Biden and what happened there. Uh, well, long after his teeth fell out of his head during the debate, which you just got to feel bad for the I guy. Feel terrible. What? He's sitting there like, in, in the, in the climate change panel that they had, his eye explodes and he's got oh, just yeah. like the big red blotch all over the side of his eye. Yeah. And, of course that becomes a meme and then he has that video of corn pop shootout <laughs> go viral and then during the debate his teeth just kind of come unhinged and just kind of float in his mouth for a minute and luckily he got him back in by the end of the sentence but that was an awkward sentence to watch being said um but uh in in his debate performance, at one point he was talking about ways that people could be more environmentally friendly and energy efficient. And right. he said, don't keep your record players on all night. <laughs> now, that's like a Saturday Night Live clip of Joe Biden of like making fun of what Joe Biden would say. Right. Like it's you. When he said that, I thought to myself, well, Joe, uh, I own a record player, obviously. Like, I have typewriters. I've got an old school. Yeah, I was going to say, you definitely have it. Like, of course I have a record player. Um, They go off automatically, man. Like, once it stops playing the record, it's just going to stop. And the record's done. Um, That is 
like hilarious. Poor, poor Joe. Like you're so out of touch. Oh, Joe. You are so out of touch, Joe. And you're somehow still the front runner because you just keep invoking the name of the holiest of the holy. That's literally it. The only reason is because he has the most name recognition, which is because he was the vice president for eight years under a very a a pot a president a president that was incredibly popular with Democrats and fairly popular with the general public compared to most other presidents. And that's it. That's all he has, which is why he keeps invoking it, which is smart. But it is. He's also like he's touching eighty. He's looking every bit of it. He's his body's falling apart. Literally in front of in us. Front of us. In front of us. I, I, I will say I feel bad for the guy, except he could choose to get out of the out of the, the election at any time. But he, uh, goodness, keep your records. Don't let your record players. Yeah, like, don't don't keep your record players on all night. I want to I want to take back what I said about Saturday, Saturday Night Live. If I heard that as a skit on Saturday Night Live, I'd be like, oh, because it's so like out there. Like, of course, he wouldn't sit, go that far to say it. And yet he said but, it. And yet he said it. Yeah. Poor, like, Joe, I feel I feel really bad for Joe. And he's going to stick it out. He's going to stick it out because, you know, his son's dying wish was for him to run for president or something. Or something. Um, or he's something. already run for president. This will be, what, his third or fourth time? He ran, in 08, he ran in 08 and dropped out after saying that he was finally Obama. There was finally a clean black guy running for president who was well-spoken. And then, and then, and then, because of course he would. And then he also ran in either 96 or, no, he ran in like 88. He ran like a long time ago. And okay. this plagiarism thing came out that like all of his main uh, speeches that he had. I have to look this. Oh, up. You, that's you, right. You, you say some stuff. Okay. So uh, one of the big things that Joe Biden's having problems with is he keeps invoking the name of uh, Barack Hussein Obama, and he keeps, you know, I was Obama's vice president. I was Obama's vice president. Corn pop. Obama's vice president. <laughs> and old corn flakes. Old corn pop. Um, and uh, he um. He keeps saying that, but then whenever they bring up Obama's record on immigration, he goes, I was just the vice president. Yep. I couldn't yep. do anything. But then he'll say, I backed Obama in the good, in the mediocre, and the bad. And up until immigration, he's like, I was just, I was just, Chris Reynolds is really on the Kamala Harris VP train. Um, he's, I was just, a, I, I was just the vice president. I couldn't do anything. There's nothing I could do. I was vice president. And it's like, Joe, like, you got to pick a lane, buddy. Oh, Julian Castro ripped him, though, for his age during the debate, if anybody got this. Yeah. Because he said something, and I probably should put this in the notes, but uh, he said something. And then when Julio Castro quoted him, he goes, I didn't say that. He goes, did you forget already, Joe? Did you forget already? You just said it two minutes ago. Did you already forget what you said two minutes ago? Which is a valid response, but ouch. Right. You know, it, I mean, that, and it, it, it put Julian on, on the map for a lot of people. And Sarah said, uh, Joe can't recite his website, so no one can fact check him later. <laughs> go, go to, go, go to, 
Yeah, Joe, Joe's debate performance was not great, and he had people going after him. Kamala Harris, the only reason I don't think Kamala Harris will be the VP nom is because she is getting thrashed yeah. in the media yeah, because of her record on criminal justice reform. And I don't think it helps. I don't think it helps uh, with the black vote on whether... Which, which she needs. Which she needs. So, like, in general... The Democrat Democratic primary voters are something like I want to say like thirty or forty percent black, and in the South they're like fifty or sixty percent black. So you really need black support, which is why it was expected that Cory Booker, bitch made Cory, and 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 cop thought. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, gosh darn jerk, Cory. Sorry, Sarah, and uh, and cop thought Harris, uh, thought police. Thought please. Thought please. Uh, we're gonna do well because they're black, and Kamala Harris is a black woman, so she can do the whole you know black girl magic thing and all that stuff. But the problem is, they both suck on the issues that black Democratic primary voters care the most about, namely criminal justice reform and police brutality and the war on drugs. And they both have terrible records with that, especially Kamala. And so she's not doing well. And so you, it's basically becoming the battle of the really, really old white people and um, including Joe Biden. Uh, it's just I, it is th- like Trump's going to like unless the economy goes bad and Trump doesn't go to war. I don't like Trump's going to win. We keep saying that. But. Like he can I, get he can get as little as 46 percent of the vote. And still win. Do you yeah. see anyone in this in this field getting fifty four plus percent of the vote? No. I, I don't see him getting fifty two or fifty one. No, I didn't bring my notes from the debate in. But uh, so with the eight, like you still have multiple candidates running that weren't on the debate stage. Multiple. I think everybody still is pretty much from the first two debates. I think right. The, three people have dropped out total something like uh, that yeah like we tulsi gabbard's still running I, marianne williamson did she drop or is she no still she's still in it and uh she actually had uh she had a hot mic moment where she said basically why is it that i'm the one of the most left-wing candidates uh running and uh i'm she said i think she put, said i'm a super lefty and the the fox news is being nicer to me than the lefties are she's feeling the long knives um yeah, she and, said, I, I thought the right was supposed to be the evil ones, but they're yeah, nicer to me than the, yeah, than the people on the left. Yeah, the right and libertarians and, and you know, are, are being nicer to her than people on the left. They just want her out because she's not, you know, Liz Warren or, or, or you know, or, or, Joe, or Joe Biden or, or whatever. And because uh, and she wants to heal the world. That's the real reason why, is that she actually wants to save us from the dark force, psychic force of collectivized hatred. That's right. Um, but no, she hasn't dropped with a little cocaine and happiness. We can heal the world, heal the world with some central oils and uh, patchouli and some hashish. Yeah. Yeah. Sean Whitehead says Pete Mayor Pete Petey has been uh, steady in his responses and not running from the issues. That's that's actually true. Yeah. Like Petey's been doing pretty well for a young guy. Uh 
for a young guy running for the biggest office in the land and he's not and backing he's, away from anything he's kind of answering the questions more so than others yeah he's actually been the least objectionable or one of the least objectionable and he's gay right. and he's gay he's gay yeah i could he's he's a solid vp pick he he he, he really is like especially if it isn't Biden and you have a a black or native candidate uh who gets it uh you could you know keep the whites happy uh keep the white people happy uh by putting in a young nice white gay guy who doesn't come off as obviously there are all sorts of gay people they're everywhere okay there's a lot of everyone is gay I'm going to sit back and watch this one. <laughs> Thank you, because I'm just digging the hole. Um, yeah. There's obviously not a, a way that all gay people act, but there are many. Why am I saying this? There are many. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah, I'm just letting you. I'm letting you dig. I don't know <laughs> what I'm. I don't, I'm not even sure what I was trying to say. Um, I don't even remember what I was going to say now. He's gay. He's gay. And that's OK. It's OK that's that Mayor Pete's gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Anyway. Man, God, that's like a 30-year-old reference at this point. It's so... I hate <laughs> how old that reference is. Um, oh, so also, speaking of Tulsi, Tulsi came out and uh, she was being asked about taxation from uh, one of her libertarian supporters. And she said, taxation is theft. And then some other stuff. <laughs> Technically, okay, so what I'm going to say, a lot of people have been kind of hitting her for going on past taxation is theft. What she said isn't wrong. Taxation is theft when our taxes are being used towards the things that do not serve our interests. If that were the end of the sentence, she would have said nothing wrong because all taxes are being used towards things that do not serve our interests. But then she said some other stuff, and I didn't even bother adding it because... Uh, I didn't even see the rest of what she said. I only saw that part. She said some other stuff. She said... Basically, she said, you know, right now our taxes are being used for endless wars and nuclear weapons and, you know, the you know uh, uh, bailouts for big companies and blah, 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 blah. She was right. But then she was like, so what they need to be used for is our schools and our health care and our blah, blah, and watch this video of me doing squats. Which I did. Is but there a video of her doing squats? There is a video of her doing squats. <laughs> so while 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 Matt looks up the video of Tulsi Gabbard doing squats, um, the uh, uh, so I just want to so listen. She's maybe maybe she's on her way. Does she become a libertarian in a few more years? Probably not. No. Well, Probably I mean, they'll, they'll recruit her and she'll lose miserably. I mean, she had that amazing orgasm-worthy quote of the uh, when she left, when she was leaving a campaign, and someone said, "Do you think Walmart should stop selling uh, guns and ammo?" And she said, "That's up to Walmart," which was like the best answer anyone could get for that. Right. It's up to them. She said it's up to them. And they're a private company, and then she just like walked away, and I'm like, "Yes, girl, yes." Um. So. Chris Reynolds said, I completely missed that Tulsi quote. Is it because she is polling so low she's not getting coverage? Yeah, basically. Yeah. That's, yes. that's essentially it. Yes. 
Sarah Andereg says taxation is always theft. Right. Heart react. There we go. Same thing I said. Yeah. No, exactly. Heart react to you too, Matt. Thanks. Um, so that was fun. And, uh, oh, now we have our new, well, it's not new, but this is new. We have our uh, segment called the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call-in moment, which is, you guessed it, guys. This I'm just going to leave this up. This is where we, we take questions by personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, that he has left on our anchor FM channel, which is anchor.fm slash muddied waters. And guys, if you sponsor the muddied waters of freedom and muddy waters media, you too can uh, <laughs> have your, have your, your questions answered as well. But for now, this is the Chris Reynolds. This is Chris Reynolds time right now. I'm going to take that. That's off. right. I'm going to probably put that on later. You know, I'm going to show that while we're listening to his question. Uh, so this is the first one from, uh, from personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney of law. Personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds here with your Biden break. So we've got a couple of uh, newer polls and things seem to be kind of shaping up a little bit more concretely on the democratic uh, nomination. And the interesting one that I really found recently was the CBS polls that recently came out about, you know, the first, you know, four or five, what they call battleground states, uh, whatever that means. And, um, you know, essentially the, the, the first few states that are going to kind of shape, um, you know, the, the first wave of delegates. And really, it's come down to Biden, Sanders and Warren. They've got like 70 to 75 percent of the vote. Um does anyone else have a chance other than, than those three? Like even Kamala seems to be to be uh, waning pretty significantly. So I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts. Thanks. I think everyone else is running for VP at this point. Yeah, I think it's going to be one. It's going to be one of those three. I don't. I was actually having this conversation the other day with somebody. Sanders is he's slipping. Yeah, he's slipping. He's slipping in the polls, and it's like we've been saying for months now. In 2016, Sanders was the only person saying this. Now he's one of everybody saying it. Klobuchar, Amy Klobuchar, tried to discern herself from the rest of the pack by not saying the same things and going after Sanders. Right. Uh, Joe Biden said, told him he was a terrible socialist. <laughs> thought that was funny. That but, is funny. Um, but all in all... It's going to be one of those three, probably either uh, Biden or Warren. I don't see Booker, no shot. Beto, no shot. Buttigieg, dark horse, doubt it. Highly, highly doubt it. VP, maybe. Harris, she's fallen. She's been getting hit so hard by everybody because of her criminal justice. Right, uh, right. That she's she's just falling. Uh, she's nowhere near near the lead anymore. No. Um, Julian Castro, he tried to make a name for himself in this last debate, uh, and it kind of, it helped him out. But he he's going to get like a debate bump, but he's just going to go back down because yeah. he really doesn't have anything to say unless he's saying it in Spanish. Um, Which was going to be, I mean, that was his whole shtick. I'm going to let everyone else fight for every everything else, and I'm going to get that 
pined after Latino vote. Well, it turns out that's not as big as they thought it was. Right. Uh, Andrew Yang, he's, he's getting, he's getting, he, he's getting the Trump vote from 2016 from the internet. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's getting the 4chan and the Reddit vote. Yeah. And Yang Yang, hashtag Yang Yang. Yeah, Yang Yang is... said it earlier. Um, it it his so there are a lot of things there. First of all, Yang is not appealing to Democrat voters. He's appealing to like the people who are probably going to end up voting for Vermin Supreme, and he's also his. I thought his delivery was good in the debates. It has sucked. His delivery is not good for one minute sound bites his delivery is good for like interview questions and like talking stuff out longer form if you give him 30 seconds he's like i'm gonna give you a thousand dollars a month he doesn't really have much time to break down what his whole deal is and 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 why he thinks this fourth industrial revolution with automation is going to lead to mass unemployment which has not happened yet but could you know He's claiming it will, and there's a whole group of people, including libertarians, who think he is, think that that think that that's going to happen. It's hard to do that in a one minute thing, and so he's saying stuff like, "I oh, don't look at me, I'm Asian, I don't have a tie," and it's like that's not. I will say that uh, at the beginning of this debate, he talked about he was talking a little bit on immigration, and he said, "My father slept on the bare floor of a peanut factory." in china and now his son is running for president of the united states i am i am the american dream right and i was like you know i'll give that to you that's that's a compelling story yeah that is a compelling story and that's gonna that might boost him into the next debate i hope so i like andrew i mean i think he scares me because he's a he has really good intentions and historically it's been the people with the best of intentions who have done the absolute worst because they really believe in what they're what they're doing. And often it's the more cynical leaders who are like, yeah, I don't believe any of this. I go with wherever the wind shift that are less likely to cause like a genocide because they're not as they're, you know, they're more wishy-washy. They're not going to kill a bunch of people because their idea is unpopular, so they need to thin the numbers of the people who don't like their ideas. I'm not saying he would do that, but just the the ones who are like the most like, I really believe I can change everything with government. Those are the ones that scare me the most. Um, but I, he seems like a really likable dude, and, and I, I wish they wouldn't like shut – did they shut off his mic or do any of the other dirty crap they've done in the past? Uh, not that I really noticed. I, okay. I also didn't make it all the way. <laughs> I tried. Um, yeah, no, so really, I have found watching the debate live streaming on the internet is much cooler than just taking it. Right. Oh, uh, we totally could have done it on uh float. Oh crap. We totally could do it on float. Okay, guys, so from now on we're gonna be doing demogeddons, but it'll just be on float and we'll share it on our other platforms, but it'll only be on float because float doesn't give a crap. Yeah. Float, we do, float's we can, not getting rid of us. We can play copyrighted content while like doing drugs with hookers on float. That's actually like their preferred video format. It, it really is. And, um, 
So tune in for the next Demageddon. The Demageddon on 4. Float.app. On Float.app. Um, and their, their video quality is amazing. It's the best out of all of them. It's like, unbelievable. Guys, if good. you guys go to Float.app slash, what is it, Muddied Waters Media slash live, Float.app slash Muddy Waters Media, and then you can see our live. It's the best quality out of all of these. It, it looks really insanely good because um, it's just a straight RTMP server. Um, so anyway, here's our next question from Chris. Personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds here with Trump time. Recently, Donald Trump um, tried to have this secret summit uh, with the Taliban, I believe. Um, oh, yeah. And really, I just kind of want your guys' thoughts on this story, and maybe you could kind of help explain some of it to me, because I, I honestly don't understand a lot of that situation over there. Um, but, you know, from what I understand, um, he wanted people to come to Camp David, which really pissed people off. The Taliban is not recognized. And a lot of people are saying that this was just him trying trying to get something done before the election to boost his 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 ratings essentially um and when he realized that it was either going to take too long or not um happen at all that he bailed pretty quickly or maybe prematurely so i love you guys' thoughts thanks we love your thoughts too i I just love chris reynolds i i i I love personal injury attorney chris reynolds attorney at law is uh i mean he's just a stand-up guy you know, people in Atlanta trying to figure out why I have some guys cut out on my shirt, like, you know, walking through the street, which, you know, a very gay city, Atlanta. So I don't know what they were worried about, but um, I just love them. I love them. So um, and also, I love that he is filling in all the gaps in our notes. I love um, So, yeah. So. Basically, Trump tweeted that he was there was supposed to be a, a clandestine meeting, a secret meeting between the Taliban and the you really the, tweet out the clandestine and secret meetings. What's that? Do you really put out a tweet for a secret meeting? Well, well, he's talking about how it was supposed to happen. There was uh, supposed to be a secret meeting, which he would have definitely live tweeted. Like, I mean, let's be clear here. This is the guy who like tweet took a picture from the situation room of a top secret thing and then. Right, I can't wait to show this on Twitter because the president can ad hoc uh, declare things declassified by virtue of just posting them publicly. And that's perfectly legal. Um, He's the commander in chief. He can do whatever he wants. Um, So he he tweets that, you know, he was there was going to be this summit uh, between the Taliban and the uh, and the administration. Trump administration between you know, at Camp David, but that it fell through because at the last minute the Taliban put down additional preconditions or something like that, and those were unacceptable to Trump. Something like that. Um, uh, the uh, Taliban took. They, oh, they 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 claim they they took credit for an attack that happened where multiple people. Uh, multiple people ended up being killed in the Middle East, and he said that he wasn't going to have them come anymore since they did that. Right. So, and like Justin Amash said uh, a couple days ago, there's never going to be perfect conditions for leaving this stupid feudal war. Like, just leave. Right. It's not, it's so, okay, you're going to come to some peace terms with the Taliban that they're not going to keep. Why? Just leave. 
Tell them, give us, you know, we're leaving. Give us 30 days to leave. And then start leaving. Just leave. And of course, the neocons are outraged. You know, we're betraying Israel or whatever the hell they have to say about it. Um, you know, we, we, we have to stay in Afghanistan to fight for democracy. I, someone was saying, oh, you know, all the gains that we've made there. And it's like tens of thousands of innocent civilians have been killed, most of whom by, I mean, ultimately they've all been killed because of our, because of U.S. military involvement there. And most of them have actually been directly killed by U.S. military rockets and bombs and bullets and so forth. So, I mean, it's like, just leave. Just leave. The progress will get better. Look at Vietnam now, okay? Vietnam, the U.S. is one of Vietnam's largest trading partners. You probably own a piece of clothing that was made in Vietnam. They're not a, they're not a danger to us. The whole, oh, they're going to come over here and fight us here if we don't fight them. None of them, the ones that came here came to do nails, thanks to uh, Brigitte, Bar- Brigitte Bardot, I think. What, there was an uh, actress. It is. It's... um. Tippy Mary, it was that Marianne from uh, from Gilligan's Island. No, it's uh, the lady from the Birds. Okay, Tippy Hedren. Yeah, she got all the 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 Vietnamese women doing nails. So that's literally the only Vietnamese that have come here have been come to like work or start a business. Right. So that that came, was all. Gar- they all came over here, and then she went to visit them at one of the refugee camps, and she was talking with them, and she said. Um, they didn't know what they were going to do. I think that's how the story goes. They didn't know what they were going to do. So she called in the guy that did her nails and he trained them how to do it. Right. And so now it's a and big then, thing for them. Yeah. Now it's what they do. It's like what they do. And so uh, I'm sure Tori Spelling can figure out something for the Taliban when they come here. Um, Tori Spelling. I, you know, someone. Tori Spelling. Okay, fine. Angelina Jolie. I mean, you pulled way back in your 90s references for that one. Someone else can, some Hollywood, someone. They're not coming here anyway. The Taliban's not coming here to fight us. Right. They had no interest in fighting us then. I remember the run-up to the war in Afghanistan. They were just like, we don't know where, we can't just get bin Laden. They didn't want to fight with us. And, and like, I mean, that's, it's just so stupid. Just leave. That's those are my thoughts, Chris. Those are also Matt's thoughts. We should just leave. We should just leave. Okay. Here's the next one from Chris. It's not playing. Hold on. There we go. Personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds here with your AOC millennial minute. This week we had the either firing or resignation, depending upon who you ask, of um, everyone's favorite national security advisor, John Bolton. Um, but if you ask Donald Trump, he was fired by tweet, which is, seems seems kind of odd that you would fire someone with such a huge responsibility um, with a tweet, but whatever. Um, if you ask John Bolton, I think he would say that he resigned. Regardless, um, Bolton is seems to be like one of those big right-wing hawks that Republicans would like. Um, I thought that was that was Trump's homie. Um, and then all of a sudden we had this kind of bad breakup, which we've seen over and over and over and over again with Donald Trump. And 
A lot of people are saying that Trump just doesn't even really want a national security advisor. He wants to do it all himself, which seems like more of a dictatorial type of move. But I love your guys' thoughts. So Trump has, Chris, like you said, Trump has a long history of bringing in people saying they're the best. They're going to do such a great job. They're so good to him. And then like very soon after gutting them and get, getting rid of them and saying, oh, they're terrible. They were ruining everything. Sort of like some of you ladies do. Huh? Huh? Uh-huh. You know. Oh, very well. Yeah. <laughs> so, Matt, what are your thoughts on this? Um, when he hired John Bolton, I was actually kind of surprised because, yeah, because like you know, like we said earlier, Trump hasn't started any new wars. He's actually been parsing down on the wars. Yeah. And we didn't go to war with North Korea. We have not yet gone to war in uh, Iran, uh, Venezuela. We didn't use any military, any military. Um, and uh, it's kind of super, like I was shocked when he brought on John Bolton. And then all of a sudden, all of this talk about, okay, we're going to use military action in Venezuela. Okay, no, we're going to start a war in Iran. I figured because Bolton was on board, that was going to happen. But the right. fact that Trump's been like, no, 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 get out. Or <laughs> famously, you're fired. You're fired. You're fired. Um, or my, my Trump, for you're fired. That's my <laughs> Trump. It's the greatest Trump ever. Thank you. Um, so when he, when he got brought on, I was, I was really surprised uh, and him leaving, I wasn't. I did not think that was a good fit from the beginning. And I am Chris Reynolds. I'm pretty sure Bolton wanted to go with, to war with everyone. I agree. Yeah. Uh, the only people that Bolton doesn't want to go to war with are the walruses. And Israel. And the guy who says diabetes. Um, because they're his mother and father. Right. <laughs> And Israel. And Israel. Israel, the walruses, Wilfred Brimley. Thank you. And Yosemite Sam. Those are the three, four the three. parties right. that are Possibly. safe. To me, he looks like an old oil prospector or gold prospector. He looks like an 18th century, a late and he looks like a mid to late 19th century anything. Yeah. Anything. Accurate. Pretty much. Like, like a, I could like see a, him with a six shooter. Like he. Oh, God. Sam Elliott. Uh, yeah. He looks like Sam Elliott's dumber brother. Who's also like, yeah. Yeah. Dumber, like challenged brother. Right. Like I could picture John Bolton selling actual snake oil. At like a fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's that question. Then we have one. We have one more, right? Yeah. One more from personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. Personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds here with your weather service segment. Over the last couple of weeks, we've had Donald Trump fighting with the weather service, NOAA, about whether or not Hurricane Dorian, not the portrait of, but Hurricane Dorian, is going to 
impact or was going to impact Alabama. It seems like a really weird argument to be having um, the president fighting with um, the National Weather Service and NOAA. Um, and usually when something like this does happen, I start to start to wonder, you know, is this fight real or is it is it something that Donald Trump is trying to distract us from something else oh, that he wow. doesn't want us to be talking about or thinking about? Um, which could be any number of things, whether it's the the you know Afghanistan stuff or something else. But I'd love to hear your guys' thought on that situation and uh, any thoughts just in general you have. Thanks. So, I, what a stupid, a stupid fight. So this all started because Trump tweeted. He tweeted something about like, oh, you know, there is, uh, uh, you know, there's a, a hurricane coming. Dorian, that's threatening many states, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, Alabama, North Carolina, however he, what order he put it in and said, you know, this could be really bad, you know, our thoughts and prayers or whatever he said. He put in Alabama. He claims that it was during a, during, and I, I think at one point a, uh, a national security advisor, a, a homeland security advisor said that they had mentioned to him that Atlanta could be, or Atlanta, Alabama could be affected by some of the winds or something like that. Whatever. He had just heard a thing. He tweeted out, you know, kind of unceremoniously without really putting a lot of thought in it, mentioned Alabama. And so people were like, oh, Trump said Alabama. And like, it was a real petty thing for them to do to bring up that he said that. But then he like. You know that we were some of those people, right? What, on the Alabama thing? Yeah. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> What, like with the memes? Well, no, like on our show, we made fun of him and told all the people in Alabama to be safe. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's still funny, but he <laughs> made it into like this thing and he kept fighting with everyone about it. And it came to a head. I'm pulling this up right now. It came to a head, guys, when he literally he was doing a, a press briefing and used a and I he used and I'm very familiar with this uh, format because I followed the National Hurricane Service website pretty religiously during a storm so I can follow the track. And he added, if you can see there in the top left corner of that track, what appears to be in Sharpie, he added Alabama there. And for anyone who follows how these tracks work, there would never be a shape like that at the end. It goes to five days out. And then that cone gets bigger and bigger because the area of uncertain uncertainty gets bigger and bigger. There would never be just something jutting in black Sharpie on the side. Right. So he literally Sharpied. Like it's, just, like, it's just the dumbest. This is someone with an incredibly fragile ego and thin skin. Like this is... I'm glad he has a predisposition not to go to war because this is someone who would nuke someone over something stupid because he's just like, because they like embarrassed him. So like, if you're a foreign head of state, please don't try to embarrass Donald Trump because he might kill all of us. Just please don't. Chris Reynolds says, I love the one with the umbrella. Oh, where he was uh, uh, walking and because there were all these different memes of like Trump with, you know, something sharpied in. And oh, one gotcha, was, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And one was with him 
I think him holding the umbrella or someone holding, but one was with him and Melania, but they weren't holding hands and it was Sharpie, them holding hands. Um, and like, there were a bunch of them like that. And it was like, as dumb as this, as the jokes were, he created it. Like who the hell does this? I just, yeah, it's, and Chris has a point. Maybe he's trying to point you away from something different. Because that's what Trump does. Yeah, maybe. But then nothing. What happened that he was trying to point us away from? I and again, so maybe he knew that the Democratic debate was going to take up this week. Right. Maybe he knew that he was getting rid of Bolton and he wanted something to take the heat off of Bolton before he did Bolton. Sure. But I mean, I, yeah. But I can't see that being anything less than everybody on the left is going to like the fact that Bolton's gone. Right. Anybody anybody that's libertarian over is going to be glad that Bolton's gone. You're only worried about like the really hardcore the really hardcore uh authoritarian Republicans who right. want uh, Bolton in. And they're still so, going to vote for Trump anyway. Right. They're going to vote for Trump anyway, it doesn't matter. Right. So I can't think of anything that's come out unless he knew that the Democratic debates were going to suck the air out this week. Joe Biden falling apart in front of the nation's eyes uh, just happened to coincide with it. Um, So maybe something's going on that isn't being covered. Maybe it's Brett Kavanaugh having, you know, countless rape accusations that we aren't hearing about because of Sharpies. And I, I don't know. I don't know. I it could be a you know, 4D chess situation where he's di- distracting from something else. It could just be like, I mean, what a weird flex, right? <laughs> it's just like a what? I, I was agreeing with you. Oh, I uh, I just it very it was very very weird. I don't really have any other answer to that. But what a weird thing over something so stupid. Like you could have just said. He could have just left it at, yeah, they had mentioned Alabama, you know, but, you know, this is the official track. He's got, like, someone said, oh, you know, Donald Trump's scaring the residents of Alabama by making them think that no one thought, no one thought that Alabama was in the way. Like, it was just, it was just a stupid thing. So, anyway, Chris, thank you again for those questions. And, guys, be sure to tune in next week for our Chris Reynolds, personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call-in moment with this graphic that Chris freaking loves a lot. Um, yeah, so I'm going to let you kind of lead on this story because I know very little about it. But speaking of, we had mentioned Asians earlier with the Vietnamese. Speaking of Asians. I thought you were going to say Andrew Yang, and I'm glad you didn't go that route. Oh, I could, wow, that would have been even better. Anyway, go ahead. Tell us about this because I know almost nothing. Uh, so as we've covered in the past about Hong Kong and the uh, protests that have been happening. And the reason the catalyst for all of it is because of an extradition bill uh, that was set uh, that was up for a vote. And the people were like, no, no, just no, no, uh, no, you're not, you're not going to, uh, you're not going to do that. Yeah. No, um, well, one of the demands of the protesters was that that bill is killed. And Carrie Lam, Carrie Lam, who is the uh, executive director of Hong Kong, uh, she she uh, said that she had tabled it, and you know we're not going to we're not going to work on this bill right now. Well, last week they killed it. They killed the bill because they just wanted peace in Hong Kong. 
Unfortunately, yeah, they waited a little too long for that. Yeah, it's been because late. the people in Hong Kong continue to protest with chants of Fan Song Jung. Fan Song Jung. Fan Song Jung. Which directly means oppose sending to China, or more accurately, oppose sending us to our deaths. Right, because that was the main thing about this extradition bill is that uh, it would allow China to basically trump up charges against people they don't like, especially democracy, you know, advocates and, and anti-Beijing and anti-communist people in Hong Kong, and you know, bring them over to China where they'd probably never even face trial, and uh, and you know, just kind of disappear and. And so they were just dead set against this. And rather than just quietly scuttle it and get rid of it months ago, when did this start? Like May? Uh, July? I think that June? the bill was initially, it's been a while since, uh, obviously I don't have those notes anymore. Uh, but uh, I think initially the bill was introduced in February. The, that's when the initial protests started happening, but they didn't start gaining steam until April or May. Yeah. So several months now it should have before the summer they should have just it's tabled this and all of this would have gone away now you've got what's looking more and more like a revolution um i mean it's 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 crazy it has gotten so far um like demonstrators are still fighting they're still fighting this is the bill has now been dead for i think two weeks yeah because we didn't have a show last week right we didn't do a show Uh, last week right the bill is still or the people are still fighting. Uh, they Their city is sliding into, and this is a quote from wherever I stole it from, uh, into a nightmare of police brutality, arbitrary detention, and extrajudicial punishment. Uh, and as I was reading just moments ago in from uh, some ABC News, Congress is weighing legislation to support Hong Kong protests with local activists urging action. Uh, so Congress is talking about possibly sending support of some kind, which is terrifying because that leads to one and only thing. Yeah, that is really terrifying. It's one thing to yeah. like pass a resolution saying we stand with you or whatever. It's another thing to like actually support them. Because that yes. put, I mean, put in perspective, if during the Black Lives Matter protests, which is not a perfect parallel, but sure, uh, if during the height of the Black Lives Matter protests, some of which escalated into riots, it, nothing like what you're seeing in China, in, in Hong Kong, it's not even comparable. But let's say during the height of those, the Chinese government sent stuff to them, like weapons or whatever, like anything. sent logistical, really anything of any, you know, material support to them imagine how that would have been perceived by u.s government and media now picture how much worse these protests are going and getting involved in that because what are you going to give them they already have great technology clearly um you're giving them guns or you're giving them shipments of aid that the cia puts guns in right they're getting guns they're probably already getting guns. Right. And, you know, we've talked about the ingenuity of the Hong Kong yes. people. Uh, they've been 
using the umbrellas to protect themselves from yeah. facial recognition, from tear gas, from uh, the rain, rainy season that they had to go through while they were doing this. Uh, they've been dropping the uh, tear gas bombs into liquid nitrogen, which is just brilliant. It's just it's it's a bunch of geniuses rioting. It's a riot of geniuses. It's like I don't know how else to describe it. It's a bunch of geniuses rioting. And, you know, they're throwing stuff at them and they're like it's like a bunch of MacGyvers that are that are rioting and, you know, oh, we put it in this thing and, you know, and before that they were covering them with cones and, you know, you know, I was like it's crazy. And uh what what happened? Sarah Brannion in response to the CIA thing Sending them guns says, are they making sure they aren't felons or only Americans get that treatment? Right, exactly. Yeah, are they giving background checks to the Hong Kong people? Um, That's a good point, Sarah. Uh, That's why they need our guns. Beto's going to take our guns and then give them to the the Hong Kong people. Give them to the Hong Kong people. Um, Yeah, the the Hong Kong Gleans. Hong Kongians. Hong Kong Gleans. Hong Kong 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 people. Yeah. So the protests are still going on. They waited too long to kill this bill. Yeah. They should have killed it a long time ago. Uh, Chris Reynolds asks if this is all the fault of the British or China. I would say this is the fault of their government, of Hong Kong's government. Yeah. It's well, I mean, the Chinese government was pushing this extradition bill, but Carrie Lamb screwed this up bad. Yeah, she screwed it up so bad. Like she effed up hard. She is and the cop thought of uh, of Hong Kong, if you will. She's the thought police. Thought police of uh, of Hong Kong. She's I can't even go to get my hair done without being attacked by protesters. Well, you probably should have thought about that before potentially sending people to their deaths. Yeah, with no trial. The, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just absolutely, because I mean, this was, so we, we called, because they were talking about how it was tabled two weeks ago when we were doing our show, we called for her to, uh, to, uh, actually kill the bill, get rid take it off the table. And within six to 12 hours, she did that having heard our powerful voice uh, tell her to, um, which we thankfully now, I mean, frankly, we should have done it sooner. Yeah, but uh, it gave us such good content for. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, because this is yeah. like totally. Yeah, we called, we nailed that. We, did. we nailed we, that for the content. We, we have definitely crushed the Hong Kong coverage. <laughs> so um, much like no, our police forces are doing to them. Um, oh gosh, yeah. Um, so yeah, no, this is Carrie Lam. I'm not. I mean, the British. Other than it's the fault of the British for creating a bastion of largely free market capitalism and democracy in the middle of a communist dictatorship. I guess that part's their fault. And invading the world. Well, yeah, but that part's their fault too. Also their fault. Um, So speaking of potential riots from angry young persons, there are a lot of vape bans happening now which could potentially lead to Matt and his young friends taking over the streets by force. Yeah. If you want to see a very angry episode of this show, (laughs) 
Wait till the first day <laughs> that I am not allowed to vape flavored e-juice anymore. So do you do, you do the flavored ones? Yeah. Okay. So one, this is really stupid. Uh, okay. Let's do the entire backstory before I go into my rant on let's, this. Let's please. So uh, this all started with Governor Gretchen Whitmer from Michigan. Michigan. Michigan from the Mitten. Uh, she used her executive power to ban flavored vaping products for six months. She's hoping that the ban become, becomes permanent. Uh, she is rooting for uh, her, I think it's legislature. I'm not sure what Michigan has. Um, rooting for them to pass a bill that bans all flavored uh, vaping products from Michigan. Uh, following on those heels very quickly, the commander-in-chief, the orange one, he came fighting back. Well, not fighting back. He came, he came to her defense. Yeah, fighting with said, her. Fighting with her, and he is readying a federal ban on flavored vaping products, not including tobacco-flavored. Because yum, yum, tobacco flavor. But I still want to say that again. Flavored vaping products, not including tobacco flavored. Now, there are four ingredients in vape juice. I know them all by heart. (laughs) Propylene glycol, vegetable glycerin, nicotine, flavor. (laughs) All of them approved by the FDA individually. Right. It's when you mix them together that suddenly the FDA now has an issue with it. Now, the amount of chemicals in a cigarette, I believe, is 237. I can't name all of them. I can name nicotine. (laughs) All the others, I can't. Right. Now, they're saying that vaping has become a huge thing for uh, kids and it's leading more and more kids to start vaping because cool flavors like Fruit Loops and custards. Uh, Because that's what makes kids do stuff is Fruit Loop flavoring. I know when I was a kid and I was doing drugs, which I wasn't. Because South Carolina has no statute of limitations. But if I had been a kid doing drugs, at no point would the thought of what the flavor was have come into my head at all. No, would not, would not have done it. Um, drugs are bad because they have pictures of cartoon characters on them. It's just like, um, it's so, it, it, it's ahead. so stupid. And people are saying, well, we need to ban it for the kids. The kids are doing it. The kids are going to do it anyway. When Before I was 18, I was smoking cigarettes. Even though drugs, all drugs, well, you know, not all drugs, but most drugs are banned. I still found a way to do it. I still found ways to do them. I found ways to buy them. I found ways to do them. And some of those ways were really, really I thought that they were uh, well thought out, uh, but they weren't. Um, You're going to try to take away vaping, which so many, like 
so many people, and I know this is anecdotal and it's only my friends that I've talked to about this. I haven't taken a poll, right. but a lot of my friends are worried that they will have to go back to smoking cigarettes if they can't get their preferred juices that we vape. So let's go back to Michigan for a minute. Okay. They just made marijuana legal. Yes. So you're going to have scenarios in which the police are going to be confiscating people's vape pens and saying, there better damn well be marijuana in this vape pen and not Fruit Loop flavor. What if I don't it's know. Fruit Loop flavored marijuana? Well, then I guess you're, well, you'll get in trouble for the flavor, not the right. weed. I mean, that's how absurd all of this nonsense is. So uh, let's also talk about the fact that cigarettes kill what is it a half a million people in the u.s a year something like that something like hundreds of thousands of people die from smoking related illness emphysema lung cancer and so forth what is it six people or five people six six people have died vaping all of them from illegal black market vape cartridges that had Un, uh, that had uh, uh, concentrations that were too high. And so they ended up with um, some and kind possibly, of breathing. Uh, high levels of vitamin E, which apparently you're not supposed to inhale. Oh, okay. And so it was causing breathing problems. And it's terrible. Like, it's terrible that those kids, that the, or people, I don't know how old they were, that those people died. Making everyone use illegal products is sort of the opposite of where you would want to go with this. I mean, you have, you have Bloomberg as uh, former mayor, Michael Bloomberg is spending $160 million to lobby for the ban of flavored e-cigarettes and vaping materials. Uh, which, he successfully, so which he successfully has done because now Governor Andrew Cuomo has announced an emergency executive order on Sunday that would ban popular flavors like mango and cotton candy from being sold in local retailers. I'm assuming that just means all flavors that aren't tobacco and right. i will say that the mango flavored vape is delicious i have one in my bag right now it is so good and governor newsom uh of california has issued an executive order to find ways to end the sales of of uh, vape liquids uh vape flavors in california now remember new york you remember the eric garner incident where the police killed eric garner for selling loose cigarettes because yeah. there was a new rule which was being heavily enforced against selling loose cigarettes. And so the loose cigarette task force jumped on literally jumped on Eric Garner and 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 suffocated him to death. And I know all the people, well, you know what happened because he was fat. It didn't he wouldn't actually literally choke. They just put him in a really bad headlock and stepped on him until he was dead. Okay, great. They shouldn't have even been bothering him. They were right. bothering him because they had this shiny new law that they had to make an example out of people of. And he said, no, leave me alone. So they killed him. Right. What do you think is going to happen with vape juice? Same thing. Same exact thing. So it's yep. absurd. And it, we're so, so six people died. So you're going to now take the hundreds of thousands, millions, I don't know, people that are, va that are vaping. A lot of them are going to go to cigarettes where they can join the half million people that are dying every year of smoking cigarettes. Right. And Dave Hunter super fan dave hunter uh on youtube says this will push more people back to cigarettes which is actually 100 percent accurate yep uh which are heavily taxed this is a cash win for the state yeah now 
back in 2008, uh, when vaping first started coming sort of into the fray of popular culture, people started seeing, oh, I can quit cigarettes by vaping. This is might be a good step. They voted and they put the purview of all nicotine products under the FDA, except for cigarettes. Cigarettes and uh, dip, chewing tobacco, whatever you call it. Right. Uh, those not under the purview of the FDA, all new vaping products, all new nicotine products under the purview of the FDA. That means that the FDA can ban all new nicotine products, including vaping, obviously. But not cigarettes. But not cigarettes. Right. Which are the ones that actually kill people. Which is killing half a million people a year or whatever the stat is. But vapes, THC vapes, not even nicotine vapes, THC vapes killed six people and they are calling it an epidemic. Now, I'm not by any means saying that we need to ban cigarettes. No. I'm not saying we need to ban anything. But I swear, you take the vapes away, you are going to have, like, you, hipsters are going to be so mad. Like, the anti-gun hipsters will suddenly be pro-gun hipsters. Oh, because they'll need guns to defend their vapes. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's this is just stupid. This is, so, there are three main forces that drive bans like this. One are the uh, these the, the the actual engine that starts it are rent seeking lobbyists who basically want to shut out competition. In this case, it would be the tobacco lobby who wants to, and the the cigarette manufacturers who want to shut out vaping so that people keep smoking cigarettes and dying. Um, the next group, the, the the two groups who once once the the rent seekers push forward something, the ones who jump onto it, uh uh uh, you know, full throttle, uh uh are the uh, white soccer moms uh, who are, you know, scared of anything touching their precious Jackson and Claxton and Braxton and Kai Saxton and our old friends, the boomers, who are scared of anything that they hadn't heard of by the time they were like 30. Anything after they were 30 is bad and needs to be banned and stopped at all costs. And so if you, if, when you see these, these, you know, any posts online or social media or conversations with people about vaping, you're going to get two people who are telling you, telling you, uh, uh, you know, that, you know, this something, something needs to be done. Boomers who have no idea what vaping is. And, Karen, who is going to like, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine if my Jackson was to get, start vaping and then he could die. There's like a, there's an epidemic. This is very scary and we have to do something about it. And her grandfather is behind her going, yep, I, back in my day, you just smoke a cigarette, be done with it. Now they're vaping and everyone's dying from it. And those two people are ruining everything. Not just this. Everything. Everything. They're ruining everything. 
They're the two people saying we need Medicare for all. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine if Jackson wasn't able to get insurance and get take care of his health care. And the guy behind the 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 guy, I already got Medicare. Let's just give it to everyone. Like this is these are the two groups of people. This is what I want to leave you. I with don't. Today. Okay, so I'm gonna have to disagree with you on the boomer saying, I already got Medicare. Let's just give it to everyone. There's two groups of the boomers. One that says. I got Medicare. Everyone else needs Medicare. And then the other group goes, I have Medicare. Screw the rest of you. You can all die on the streets. There is no other option. Yeah. And then there's Sean Tom Whitehead Arnold. asked uh, what my favorite flavor is. That's a really tough question, actually. Tobacco. Uh, no, it's definitely not fucking that. Uh, <laughs> that one's so gross. <laughs> Uh, if I wanted that, I'd just smoke cigarettes. That's what, like, uh, tobacco flavored yum. Yeah. <laughs> like, none of the flavors actually taste like the real flavor. So, why would I want tobacco flavored anything? It's like poop flavor. Uh -oh. Yeah. God. Like, so there's this company called Naked Juice who makes a lot of good flavors. They've got one called Lava Flow that's really good. Um, their mango is quite quite good it almost tastes like a real mango um there's this company i don't uh pink vape is the name of the company they have a cookie dough that it is it is like it doesn't really taste like cookie dough but it kind of tastes like a big plate of pancakes with syrup on it and it's just absolutely delicious um Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a tough question. It really kind of depends because you get this thing, it's called vape tongue where all the flavors just kind of blend together after a while. So you have to switch it up constantly. Because uh, so, it's just artificial flavoring, right? Like right. it's just, yeah. So that's going to start tasting like nothing after a while. Um, one of our commenters, Bass, asked if there was a smegma flavor. I'm certain there is. I've, I've tasted some really disgusting ones. I don't know what smegma tastes like. Uh, but I'm assuming that I have vaped that flavor at some point. Probably tobacco. He, right, yeah, he is in tobacco and smegma. Yeah. So what I want to leave you with is that your mom, actually, no, your sister who had like a bunch of kids and your grandfather are ruining everything. So, you know, Thanksgiving's coming up, coming up in a couple months. I really need y'all to just sit down with them and be like, listen, Deborah, enough. Your kids are going to be psychopaths anyway because that runs in our family and there's nothing you can do about it. And Grandpa, like, stop banning everything. Yeah. The non-whites are not coming to kill you. Like, it's okay. When... when we make the joke about ban all the things. It's a joke. We don't actually mean it. Like don't. Yeah, no, that's it. yeah. We're being ironic when we say that. Right. But they're not. They, they are not. They are definitely not. So guys, um, there's not going to be a, uh, uh, my, uh, my fellow Americans next, um, tomorrow, next day. Uh, <laughs> you know, next, next tomorrow. Uh, there's not gonna be an episode. I'm having to go out of town yet again. But I will be back next week. Don't know who my guest is yet. Actually, that's not true. My guest is going to be John Phillips, who is Kim Ruff's uh, running mate for uh, the Libertarian nomination for president and vice president. 
And are you doing a a, a show? Uh, are you doing? You know, I uh, I have to take a hiatus on the writer's block for a little while. Um, so it's going to be a little while before I get that one back up and running. Okay. Um, and so- then, and Friday. Uh, really, Friday and Monday for the next few weeks, uh, Jason will not be doing his show, as we had mentioned before. If you can keep him right. and his family and his thought in the in uh, in your thoughts and prayers, uh, they're dealing with uh, with a lot of really um, difficult stuff. Uh, I know that they'll get through it, but in the meantime, right now uh, he's taking a hiatus because apparently his family matters more to him than his show. Which whatever, that's his priority. Uh, but be sure to tune in next week, next Tuesday right here for another sweet autumn boy episode of muddy huh are we in autumn we are right like summer ended i think i'm still going to the beach every day but technically summer ended we're in florida so it's tough that's the thing like it's always hot where we live so yeah i don't know when when is on when did fall when did september 23rd Oh, so it's like literally. It's, I think by, by the time of our next show. Oh, so yeah, so by the next show, no more sweet summer boys. Now we're now we're putting on our little sweater vest, and we're and we're and we're doing. I'm gonna have to find a sweater vest now. I was gonna say, man, we're gonna have to wear sweater vests next week. <laughs> and uh, so be sure to tune in next week for the muddy waters of freedom, where Matt and I parse through the week's news with. Just a amazing amount of flair. Foppish a plum. Yes. <laughs> I'm a, a definitely a, a large amount of foppish a plum. So Matt, if someone were to look for us on the internet, is that even possible? Amazingly. Yes. Wow. Yeah. You can find us on all over the internet, really. Um you can find us all over the internet. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash muddied waters media. You can find us on Twitter at muddied underscore waters. You can find us on Instagram at muddied waters media. You can find us on float at float.app slash muddied waters media. You can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash muddied waters media. And you can find this in every other episode at muddiedwatersmedia.com. Why do I feel like I'm forgetting one? For the same reason, I feel like you're forgetting one, but I don't think you did. Oh, Anchor. And you can listen to this. You can listen to this at anchor.fm slash muddied waters. Muddy waters. No, no, just muddy waters. (laughs) Uh, Did you you mention, you didn't mention float. Yeah. Did you? Yes. You did mention float.app. Just go on muddy waters media. It's all there. Right. Except for float. (laughs) It will be by the time they're seeing this. Um, Or no, this is live. By the time they're hearing, by the time they're seeing this later tomorrow. Um, So, guys, thanks again for tuning in, and uh, we will see you next week. And where we're going, we don't need roads. I gotta press the button.